This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Muck Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Muck Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result... You'll always be winning with muck delivery, just like Leicester City this season. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app. And you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Didn't happen in 49, 61, 63 or 69 when they reached the final. But the class of 2021 have delivered. Leicester City are FA Cup winners at last and are history makers at Wembley. Hello, Matt Elliott here. Hi, Alan Smith here. Hey guys, Ian Hume here. Hi everybody, Jerry Taggart here. Be sure to watch Chris and Leicester Till I Die TV for all the latest Leicester City news and information. You can also subscribe on YouTube and various social media channels for the latest updates and news on Leicester City Football Club. Come on, you foxes! The Leicester Till I Die shop is now open. For all your Leicester Till I Die merchandise, visit the Leicester Till I Die shop at our website. They have blown their rivals away. They have blown us all away in truth. Premier League champions 2016. The amazing Leicester City. City. Tune in and join in now. Right, Chris. 
All right. Good evening, everybody. How the devil are you all? Still no league win in 2022. Does our season now rest on the Europa Conference League? Does Rogers need to go? So many questions, so little time. I'm sure we'll fit them all in. This is Lester Till I Die TV. Thank you for watching if you are on YouTube. And if you're not, please nip over to YouTube and give us a subscribe and smash the likes on the video. It helps. And if you are listening on Catch Up on the podcast on Amazon, Apple iTunes, Spotify, Google, or Podcast Addict, to name just a few, thank you for listening. This is where you can find us. on your favourite podcast platform or ask your smart speaker to play the podcast Lester Till I Die. Subscribe, like, follow and join in now. I'm sure Brad is going to be having a little bit of a rant when he joins us in a minute uh, about... Well, basically, I think it was about Wolves players camping out in our goal for the second. I'm sure he will have something to say on that. I can see him now and he looks absolutely pissed off. He really does. Just go through some of your comments uh, on the Facebook group, uh, which, of course, is Leicester Fladai. Uma agrees that says the same as me. Still no uh, Premier League win. Revised target safety. Hmm. Not the um, Paul Cover, not the worst performance this season, but I'm feeling really concerned now as to where the rest of the 40 points are coming from. I know what you're saying. Michael Biggs, one word, garbage. Mm. Paul Collins, get ready for the championship. That's where we're heading. I don't think we're going to be. I think there's three teams worse than us. Uh, Rick uh, Martin's had enough chances to bury Wolves. Get back soon, Jamie. Michael Biggs, twice now he stopped us taking a free kick. Quick free kick. Why? And also, Michael, shouldn't defenders be goal side of the attacker? Bloody base, it's bloody garbage. Well, I'm sure Brad will have something to say about that, like I say. Donna, Carey, can someone please tell me what we've done to pee Alan Smith off? And he does have a good thing to say about this, in fairness. I think think the problem is the fact that what he says about this is honest and... We can't always take that as fans, can we? You know, we don't think that just... Alan Smith isn't necessarily a Leicester fan, and he says it as he sees it. And Clinton Morrison, um, he sort of said that was unlucky that Leicester deserved the win today, and this was on the BBC. But judge Brendan Rodgers when he's got a fully fit squad. And that is, that is the point. Uh, Nick uh, Lavlathia, Dakar is no Vardy. We are missing Vardy too much. I don't think he was piling them in, though, when he was actually playing, was he? Uh, Michael, again, thinking Dakar could hold the ball up a lot better. And we've got um, Brian here. Defence still poor, but attack seems good. Some mixed um, comments there. Let's just see what's coming in on the channel here. Um, Evening, Chris. Uh, Great performance today, but another loss. We need a couple of scrappy wins. Not bother about fancy football at the moment. Just stay in the league. Munzi, good evening for you. How, for you, good evening to you. How are you doing? Uh, Dugout Football Channel, 
best players. We'll come to that later. Mike says he's got his analysis for later in the game. We'll try and get you on there, mate, and see what you think of it from a neutral. Uh, Dan says it was always going to be a tough game today at Turf Morehouse TV, uh, mate, at halftime. I thought second half you'd come out flying. Well, we did come out flying. We controlled that second half, I thought. Are you worried now about being back, dragged into the bottom half relegation race? Not while you're below us, Dan. <laughs> Sorry, mate. <laughs> what? Did I say that out loud? Oops. <laughs> Let's get Brad in and ask him why there was no miracle for us today. We need some of your miracles, oh, uh, oh godly one. Don't. Can't be asked. I'm just I'm done for the season. Roll on the 2022-23 season. Roll it on. Come on. Get this one in the bin. As far this away is just one of them seasons because I've just had enough, mate. Yeah. I, I, I know I know I have made a segment for it, but just, just let me have big screen for about 30 seconds, mate. No. It is yours, wait, mate. Wait. It is yours. Hang on one second. Hang on one second. I've got to press the right button. There we go. Black dots represent Leicester having shots, and the red dots are the ones that led to goals. That's it, mate. That that sums up the whole entire fucking game. Oops. Sums up so- the whole entire game, our whole entire season. That I was probably and all right. It, that that that's more how it felt. I was. I'm not saying we actually had that many shots with the amount of dots. Probably if someone keen, I'd probably counted way more than we had when they were looked at the stats. But you know, I'll have the like, stats for you later. You know yeah, it, <laughs> mate. That's how that that's how that entire game felt, and it felt like that game drained every everybody. That game drained me. That game dragged the belief out of the fans. It dragged the energy and spirit out of them. It was oh. When I, I knew Molyneux was a hard ground to go to, right? And I give credit to Wolves this season. Fair play to them. We probably had a few se- a few games like that last season where we win games we shouldn't have. But it ain't half horrible being on the wrong end of two pot shots from 30 yards hitting in the back of that net. And losing a game like that is just annoying. Keith says... That's probably worse than losing 4-1 to Forest because... No, no, I don't... I won't go that far. Um... No, because I think we deserve to lose to Forest. Yeah. I think in that terms, it's worse. I mean, Keith says, uh, evening, Chris. Daka needs better movement. Um, Steve Smart, good evening, sir. How are you? Um, welcome along to the channel. Good evening. It was a good performance, but we certainly need to get some shooting practice in. That's probably what Brad was saying. Kate, good evening, young lady. Oh, when I say lady, good evening, Kate. How are you? Um, she's got one point. She's got, She was... Having a bad time in the prediction league, she got one point and she's happy. Sorry, not sorry. You wait, you wait. Um, Mike is a neutral that doesn't watch you week in, week out. From one game to watch, there was positives. I mean, we've never won. We've never won away at Wolves. I thought tonight, today could have been one. I did get a bit peed off when we went 1-0 down and we then have the next five minutes in our own half, literally. Passing the ball all around, pinging balls forward. 
yeah, mate, as soon as that ball hit the back of the net, I just went like that. Because I knew what was coming. I think every West fan knew what was coming, probably made the same face expression and give the same reaction again as in, oh, for God's sake, here we go again. Because yet again, <laughs> we were the better team. And Wolves fans come in and say, not they won. At the end of the day, they would have, they, they, on, on, what matters is the result. They, they will gladly say better side than they, because we won. But on top, Q Leicester conceding the goal. The irony is we lost 2 1 today and didn't concede from a set piece. No, no, there was that. They they won't let it go, though, the reporters about the um <laughs> our history at set pieces. And no, well, you've got the worst set piece record of conceding from 14 set pieces and 11 from corners. I'm not surprised. Yeah. I mean, uh, looking at that team, um, no, Madison, bit of a tweak, I believe. So, you know, it didn't come on till later. But again, it, it wasn't a bad team. We're starting to get back there to to, to the strength. Um, what did you think of the, the team when you saw it? Um, I wasn't overly surprised. I I kind of maybe assumed one way or another we wouldn't see Madison throughout the ninety. Whether it was going to be start uh, and come off, or as it was, he came on. Um, I think he came on and we'd already kind of lost our impetus. Well, I say we lost our impetus. We were just, it's just one of them really, wasn't it? It just, I never got that feeling no matter how well we had the ball and how many times we got forward, like it was ever going to hit the back of the net. And that's the most concerning thing when you're sat there as a fan and yeah, all right, you're always going to get the odd group of fans that will sit there when you lose and think, well, I don't mind, we're not going to score, not going to score. And then lo and behold, you know, 20 minutes left of the game, we're going to score two and win the game and everybody's suddenly forgotten that they were feeling miserable. But this was a game where I just sat there and I just kind of lost my enthusiasm because I just felt, this is going to be one of them games where we just try and try and try and nothing's going to go well. It's just, it, it, you know, we've said it a lot this season, but it, this 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 whole performance probably really just stand up Leicester's look of this season because we finally have a decent performance away from home. We finally create a lot of chances. We finally keep a home team and a home crowd really quiet. That's the, they were getting on their backs. And then, again, a pot shot goes in. A lucky shot goes in. And we can't... Just, it's I mean, I'm kind of just see, exhausted, mate. I'm you exhausted. You have games like that. You have, but we are... We're having a season like that. I mean, and I've, yeah. I've said for many weeks now, and, and you'll back me up on this, that we've sometimes just got to take it and go, do you know what? This isn't going to be our season. You know, this is going to be um, a, a, a consolidation season. Maybe, like Brendan said, we're going to come out and um, uh, and rebuild the team. Um, I mean, I was on um, talk. I'll just blow my own trumpet here, blow smoke up my own ass. I was on Talk Sport this morning uh, with Max and Barry, and they were saying, like, you know, does um, you know about the defensive problems? You know, we we I just. We can't stop blaming the defence. I mean, those two shots, I don't think it were necessarily down to bad defending because there were pot shots that, you know, they could hit somebody's arse and go out for a corner. Um, you know, he's also saying, like, does does Brendan go? But like Clinton Morrison said, how can you judge a manager when half his team's been out at some point all the season with injuries? It is almost like, like you said, let's just get through the season Maybe do well in the in the conference and get on to next season. That literally, yeah, it's not a defeatist attitude. Just sometimes you've got to accept that it's not going to be your season. You're not gonna 
have oh, at least a pint of gin, by the way, just in case you're wondering. I think I need it uh, after that game. <laughs> well, yeah, but yeah, I mean, it's one of them. It's it's never nice, but it's just it just seems to be that that's how it's set. Um, what, what was that? Luckman was somebody that Mike's coming in a bit later to give us a sort of a neutrals perspective. I, I mean, mean, I will I will say this. I will say this, and I know we'll mention him at the end. Uh, spoiler alerts to those um, who come in. If if there's still people out there that don't want Luckman after that, then I, I'm baffled and need to understand you hearing as to why you wouldn't want him at the club. Yeah. Um, Definitely, definitely. I mean, you know, you were talking about shots. You know, they can see the stats 17 to us, 11 to them. Seven on target for us, three for them, but two of them went in. You know, we even, we even got 10 corners, which was like seven more than they did. We were on top, and I thought that second half, I mean, we, we went in at 1-1, and it was a scrambled goal, we've got to be saying. But, you know, it's a goal's a goal, whether it goes in off your arse or, like you said yeah, the other day, farted in. But we came out that second half, and we dominated. Yeah, we did. Like I said, I don't, I don't think there was a... Uh, I don't actually think there was a spell of that fucking game. Excuse my French. Um, the Wolves dominated. Other types of games are available, children. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't think it was a game. That, I don't think there was a, a moment. There wasn't like a, there wasn't even a ten minute spell for me where Wolves dominated. I, it's it's just so perplexing, and it makes the result even more frustrating because you control a game like that. It, it almost reminds me of that. Uh, do you remember that game that people like to throw up where like Manu had like thirty shots and twenty on target, and Fulham had one and one on target, and they'd like lost one nil or drew one all or something like that. Yeah. It felt like that. Yeah, wolves did, wolves did naffle, absolutely naffle. They were poor. We 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 put a, we finally we finally went away from home, and we had the impetus. We had their fans getting annoyed. You could hear their fans groaning and booing. I mean, all right, more of the officials. The officials is about as much use as a bloody cardboard box out in the rain. But we move on from that. Um, we were we were the better side. It wasn't a, It wasn't like Wolves had any sustained period of pressure, and that's not blue tinted, mate. That's honest. That's just yeah. we just weren't clean on that final third. And I've said it before: the only stat that matters is the shots that count towards a goal. And Wolves did that from pot shots or not. They end up in the back of our net, whether we like it or not. And that's why we've come away with the feet. Yes. Yeah. I mean. Is there any part of you? I mean, I'm sat here, and funny enough, I was talking to um, my, my son the other day. He was round for the Randers match, and and I'm going to say, I know it doesn't rent. He probably won't be watching tonight, but um, my, my my eldest got engaged today. So, uh, oh, I want to say, congratulations. Yeah, congratulations to Sean and Lauren, um, lovely girl, and I'm sure you'll be very happy together. Uh, she can't change her mind because you you bought a house now and you're doing it up. But uh, can, I say, Razor, Sean and Lauren have a um, a good time. And you, if you're watching this, what you're doing watching this, Sean, <laughs> get out and get celebrating. I know you're on your holidays. Um, but I sometimes have to sit there. Now get back to football. <laughs> I sometimes have to sit. And when I watch a match, because we do this sort of straight after, I'm almost looking for things to criticise and, you know, to be able to say, well, that was wrong and they shouldn't have done that as talking points. But, you know, if we've so often said about the performance, you know, the Forest Games won, 
I don't think you can come off there. And I'm, I was a bit surprised. And, and some of you may have seen if you follow us on Twitter, uh, Instagram, or, or, or on the Facebook page, have already seen sort of the match ratings from, from Alan that he does for us. I thought we were a bit low, if all honesty, because I don't think there was much that we could have. Better really... finishing. Yeah, apart Better from the finishing, it. yeah. And, if, and, we had and... The finishing from last, if we had the finishing confidence of last season, we're, we're talking about a win, because I, I stand by it. Wolves didn't have a spell of dominance at all in that half. Normally I'm saying that. Normally I can say, well, they took the impetus when they had the 10, 15, 20 minutes goal. Wolves never had that. Mm. Wolves were never in control of that game and it's the most frustrating game I've watched us lose this season and that's why I say it's the most frustrating defeat because somehow they've got two goals and won the game yes yeah uh, hi to Anthony good win for you I think I every time I say Anthony's name I always think it's got Canuck art at the end I don't know why it's just kind of, <laughs> sort of got a tear at the end I think and I just Anthony, think oh, how are your... Anthony how are your Canuck arts mate Niall, good evening, everybody. How are you? Um, we, I was on, yeah, 11.45. It was recorded. I don't know if it's gone up on YouTube or anything like that, but on um, uh, the morning show with Max and Barry. Um, Mike, yeah, he watches most games now as an analytic than a supporter. Louise, good evening. How the devil are you? Um, a bad result today, but it was just, yeah, not a bad performance at all. Mm. Andrew, good evening. Um, Wolves were no better than us, just fifth ball finishing. It is, but then again, when you look back to the first game of the season, which was against Wolves uh, at our place, they were the same. If they'd have had their shooting boots on that day, they, you could argue, deserved a, at least a point, if not all three. So, Again, you know, for me, the positives are that we did have a decent performance and nobody went off injured, which is... Uh... Uh, for, for all that we know, for, for all we know, they didn't go off injured. I'm sure someone managed to slip over on the tunnel on the way back into the change rooms. <laughs> probably, right probably probably. Um, yeah, but it's just one of them, isn't it? You'd like to come away from the result, uh, from the game, going... In, in a way, I'd rather swap them around. I'd rather have played Wolves the first game of the season and lost it 2-1 and won a game 1-0 today, being the better yeah. team and deserved it. I know football doesn't work like that. I wish it did. But, you know, just just we need to get that win this season. We need to get that first win because you've seen now improved performances in that 60-minute spell. I say 60-minute spell because I include the first at the end of the first half in it against West Ham. We were, again, Celtic couldn't beat a team that can't make up their mind before anyone says it. That performance on Thursday was a good good performance, despite who we were playing. And again, totally dominated the game. You know, I, I, baffles the mind how we've lost. Still can't wrap my head around it. But yeah. if that continues, you've, you the one thing I will say was the biggest positive is, is you feel that if we do that going forward, and I know we haven't got a Premier League game for a while now because we've got Randers on Thursday. We're not playing at the weekend. Um, so Burnley, you know, I think, are next up for us, yeah. So, oh, well, Burnley have just beat Brighton 3 0. So, yeah, yeah we, we start following Brighton, not Leicester, give them a bad look. Well, he's no, not doing no, so bad no. at the moment, are you, mate? Um, no. Keith says they've got to start Nacho next game. There is another idea he could take play both maybe of them, stop, maybe, no, maybe, maybe stop trying. Um, maybe stop trying to play Dakar as Vardy and let him use his pace to 
his way, not Vardy yeah. way. He's not. He's not, he. He's got the pace and the ability to run behind like Vardy. But let's not make him Vardy. Let's let's allow Daka to bring his best to us with what he can do and how he plays. Yes, because you're yeah. asking Daka to learn something and do something in a division he's never played in before. And to be fair, he's doing a fair decent job of it. I mean, his goal record's still pretty good, all things considering. But maybe stop trying to turn him into our next number nine before our number nine's even retired. Yeah, <laughs> indeed. I mean, but I mean, he wasn't having the you know. Let's be honest with you, the best of seasons before he got injured. Um, I would like to maybe see Nacho and and. Um... Uh, Dakar having to go at being, you know, a couple of, of, up at the top. Oh, wow, 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 Chris. Did you, did you just mention the forbidden word, the forbidden sentence? Two up front. Strikers. Oh, oh no, mate. Oh, you can't oh. say two strikers. I swear, no, no, mate. No, 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 yeah. yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Get you struck on YouTube. Oh, what the hell? Thou shall not pass past <laughs> one striker. <laughs> Well, yeah, probably Brendan's listening to this. He's just fallen off his stool. Um, oh. <laughs> it kind of did work probably for throwing his iPad at the players. Some of Fergie throwing his iPad, listening to it. <laughs> Mike says your game was a good watch, so obviously not for you. I mean, again, Clinton Morris on the BBC said, from a neutral's point of view, it was a good match. I didn't kind of see it like that. <laughs> um, Red Devil Studio, good evening. How are you, sir? Uh, why have Leicester been so bad this season? Mate, we haven't got time in this chat. <laughs> we haven't got yeah. time for that. We'll, we'll do that. We'll do that as, a, as, a, as an hour-long special show. Yes. I know. I think we should do that as like, um, what did they call it? A, uh, a, a telethon, I think, because <laughs> it would go on that. Yes, we possibly did miss Barnes. I, I probably wouldn't argue with you there. Um, do you think Tillemans didn't look interested in his passing? Was put look, we've, we've been through this, Andrew. Um, for me, and I think Brad will agree with me. What is the point of Madison not looking interested? He wants a move and he wants a move to a Champions League club, whoever that you know, if it's an English one, hopefully it's not, but if it is an English one, whoever finishing those top four, why would he play badly? Because nobody's going to sort of say, well, we want him, look, as soon as it, as soon as the team struggles, he gives up. And I don't think he has. If you look at him when he scores and when you look at him when he's fighting, he he had a couple of good strikes and good efforts today. Yeah, a couple of them were way over. But no, I, don't, I think he, he was no worse than, than anybody else on the pitch. And I don't think anybody else on the pitch was overly bad. No, not really. Um it's getting a bit of a tired point. I'm sick of hearing it, to be honest with you, because you saw what he did for the goal. You saw the way he celebrates. You've seen the way since, you know, I kind of now wish that Fabrizio had kept his flipping mouth shut and just left it be. We knew yeah. the situation anyway. We knew before this season without being told, but now it seems to have come from a reliable source, not saying it's not, by the way, that he's not going to sign until the summer. Everybody's going. Oh well, he's not playing. Everybody's not playing. He's not playing. He's, 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 he's not playing. He's lost his interest. He's lost his passion. Sorry. Did did we see? I mean, today was better. Today was better than it's been in a hell of a long time. Like these last few performances that I, I keep mentioning have been in a, an improvement to the way we've been playing. Right? They've been fast tempoed, etc. The whole thing's going back. It's still shaky. It's still scrappy. We were still mistiming passes. He wasn't the only one playing balls with too much on them or not enough on them. I mean, you look at, I, I, I beautifully tweeted, I think, and I'm bigging myself up here, 
that our, one of the goals we scored on Thursday night was beautifully scrappy because mm. there was the you know it was the one where Dewsbury Hall nipped it back. I think it was Harvey Barnes's goal, and it was a pass from you know uh, KDH didn't have the legs on it, and then mm. you know Lupin had to wrap his foot around it, and then the ball bubbled. It was like that going forward for us today. Still, there was some scrappy passes, some overhit passes, some poor decision making in front of goal, i.e., blasting one thirty yards over the bar. But you can't. Just, Leicester fans are really, really, and it's not just Leicester fans. Any fans of teams when a player's in question like this, it, it they you've got to stop falling for the media trap because now they've made it so that it can go at the end of the season. What they do is they go, ah, nah, Tillemans is the scapegoat. Let's scapegoat it. Tillemans at the club. The fans should be ashamed. How that's why he left. And then that's it. They've done the job. You're doing yeah. the job for them. Stop looking too much into one man's performance. Look at the rest of the performance. Chris got it right. It was better, but it wasn't brilliant. KDH made bad passes. KDH lost the ball. Madison, when he came on, lost the ball. Mark Albrighton lost the ball. Don't see you sitting there thinking they're not interested. Please, please do not get lured in. Yes, no, I agree totally. Anthony says here, um, Chris and Brad, don't know if you know this, Leicester got £145 million last season, but how much did you spend this season? Probably pretty much the same as... as your club did, or, or a lot of clubs. Don't think we spent that much, but then again, we have got loans to pay off, you know. And this is what I can't understand with players. You know, they say, "Well, you've sold all these players, and you've got this money from the TV, so you've got 145 million, but we haven't got 145 million to splash out on anybody in total because we've got other bills." Yeah, yeah. No, just, I can just see you. That yeah. that 145 million gets issued divided up between the clubs. Um, and whatever you get of it, you've got to put towards stadium maintenance, you've got to put towards player wages, you've got to put towards staff wages, you've got to put towards repairing, fixing, buying new equipment. So, yes, no, totally, it's not all. Um, I mean, I don't know if if too many get suckered in by the easy relaxed measures that you get when you play a game like football manager because it's not as critical as the club can be uh, as it is to run a club because they want to make the game fun and enjoyable for people to play but you can't just get your tv license money and suddenly think oh well leicester can go out and get three or four players that money no they've got to reinvest that in the club Uh, a lot and you know people may forget this a little bit of inside knowledge for you a lot of leicester staff is in-house so it's all self-paid for by the club and the money and the finances they made. They're all funded by a department and they have to find a way to make that money last throughout the year and go again. So say, coming on here, I understand neutral wanting to ask the question. I'm not trying to like belittle you and say you wouldn't know, so I'm just trying to explain it. So don't take my explanation wrong. With an arsehole, you wouldn't know. Believe you me. Yeah, well, I know. <laughs> Sorry, but, Anthony. Sorry, Anthony. <laughs> and again, the, the debts themselves, the owners are paying off to, to you know for this. So mm. we have to remember, at the end of the day, as much as they love this club, they are still a business, and they're not going to be successful or, or able to continue to run this club the way they have been running it if they suddenly just go, oh well, we can wait. We'll pay double next month on this loan, or we won't yeah. pay them this month. We'll do this much, and then. Football, as, 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 as uh, Mike said there, football is 
run as businesses these days. So we've got to treat them like businesses, you know. Yeah. And we just um, have a very successful business in that terms. Other, otherwise, you get into, if you don't run it like business, you you end up like a Leeds on you know under Risdale and what have you. <laughs> you don't want to go down yeah. that route. Well, I certainly, you know, we we've been close. Well, we have we've gone out of business obviously once before, but yeah, you know, you, you have to run it properly. You, you really do. Um, we have got some breaking news, by the way, and I, I just want to uh, I'd break in on this because um, Sky have just put this up now, but um, Brad is no longer top of the Prediction League. And I just yeah. thought that I would mention this. Sorry, Brad, it has to be done. Um, that you were 10 points ahead, I believe, at one point. Yeah, well, you know, it's just proven I'm just more of a true Leicester fan than anybody on here because I get battered everywhere I go. <laughs> 96, 96 points now, two behind me, 98. Steve's on 87. I think Steve did better when uh, when you were actually you and me were actually picking for him. Uh, he got yeah. the most points. The worst thing is, I can't, I can't even say that Steve, that I mean, predicting that for Steve should get voided because Steve would do that. He does like a reverse psychology result. Yes, yes, he does. He does indeed. Uh, so, oops, um, I've only worked on this one yet. So, I just want, I just wanted to say, Brad, you know, take my moment. Hold on, on. It, hold on, just, just to clarify. Is is that including my my point I get for for the Man United result? I think I took that off. No, don't, for don't the Leeds one. The don't Leeds one. Because that's not a green marker next to it, and I've, I'm pretty sure that's a B in Manchester United, and they beat Leeds today. Yes, and you Just got a point for that. You got a point for that. So you have added on what I mean. I, yeah, I have included today's, yeah, but yeah, that's what I meant, mate. Because I know yeah. you haven't graphized it. Because well, yeah, yeah, only be, only because obviously there's not that long after the match. In fairness, yeah. I mean, just balance things out because, as everybody knows, that we do we do this um, every week. I get together with the ex players and we predict the league. Now I won it last year because um, we started mid season, and of course. I always predict for Leicester, and we were doing well last year. Uh, I went for 2-2 two -two against Wolves. Marshy and Walsh both went 1-1. Jerry Taggart is, is on fire. He went 2-1 to Wolves. Steve 2-0. Ian 0-0. Now, as much as I am now top of our league, Brad, and I've I've done what I feel, I've, I've been like a Manchester United to your Newcastle. I've clawed you back slowly, and I've overtaken you. But I've got to have to be honest, Look at this for the prediction league. For oh, the, uh, yeah. Jerry yes. sitting pretty at the top of that, isn't he? Isn't he just? Isn't he just? 21 points. I mean, I am I'm kind of like <laughs> I, I, I'm cut adrift. I, I am the Norwich of this division, aren't I here? You know, I mean, it, it's like... But on here, I do what you do. You see, on this one, I've always, I always go for Leicester to win because I can never say that Leicester are going to lose. This time, of course, I went for the draw and it still didn't work for me. So, as good as I am with you with our league, Brad, I'm, I'm bloody awful with this one. <laughs> yeah. But uh, so no, you well, at least your bottom was something. Yeah. Ah, uh, yes, indeed. Um, the. the the troops are getting restless, as they say. Um, and I was asked out straight out front on by Barry on, on Talk Sport this morning saying, 
time for Rogers to go. And my oh. Rogers out. Um and again, one of the I think it was um Sky said today, you cannot accuse the players today of not playing for the manager. Oh no, and that was the thing about that performance. And I still say, what's the point of getting rid of him now? Bring somebody in, gonna have different ideas, different styles of play. If you might get a little bit of a bounce, a win or two, but then you're back to like them trying to play. And this is, he's still going to have the same problem with the injuries. He's still not going to be able to name a, a, the same back four or five or three or whatever for two matches running. Brendan doesn't want to make all these changes. It's what he's got available. Give him the summer. Give him a chance to rebuild and look at it again next December when we have the uh, FIFA World Cup break. Because I wouldn't say... Sorry, go on. Go on. No, okay. so oh, by then, of course, we will have had a bit of the season. We'll now see how it's going if he has done the rebuild, and of course, we've got the window coming up, and we've got the break for the World Cup. I, I, I wouldn't even say rebuild is the right word. I think he's already been building. I just think he needs, um, you know, a Mendy probably gets moved I'm on. Uh, a you know, I think there's a few players that will go. Um, at the end of the season there won't be the biggest of losses um, um, there might even be some faces that have not long arrived that may go um, Leicester need to probably get rid of a bit but then they need to to, to build that depth back up uh, we probably just need to level it out next season I don't necessarily mean it needs a rebuild because that to me would suggest that you're going to lose five or six players that are or would be constantly in the starting 11 more weeks than not. And I don't think that's what we need. Yeah, there'll be the threat of the Tillemans. We've already accepted that. But KDH... I'm just, I'm just using there. Brendan's words, you know. Yeah, but I don't like the word rebuild when it's not a rebuild. To me, it's not a rebuild in terms mm. of the squad. If it's a rebuild in anything, it's a rebuild of how we go about things. Because if there's one thing that I maybe felt was a little bit frustrating today, and I talked about it up on my tactics section, is we're still a bit predictable. We're a bit tiring and a bit predictable. I think they're words that you could sum up last season um, mm. thus far. But don't think a rebuild in terms of too much on the squad front is needed. It's just more get rid of what's not and bring in what is sort of thing. I know that sounds silly, but it players that we no longer need or no longer play for us that often at all. And, bringing players to strengthen that competition a bit. Mm. So, are you are you ready with your um, tactic board? Being ready as I'll ever be, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Miss Molina, I just want to say thank you so much for that. You are my favourite Canadian. Um, I will be honest, you're my only Canadian that I know, but you are my, uh, <laughs> my, uh, my favourite Canadian. No, thank you so much for your support and everything you've done for me since I started this out. I really do appreciate that. And thank you very much. That was much appreciated. Um, Scott, late to the party again. I um, hope you got a, a note off your mother. Uh, and uh, yes, the replica Premier League. It is the replica. It, it could be the real one. You don't know. You don't know how well I get on with the FA, Melina. I tell you. Now, it is. If I, if I was working now and I had some spare money, I'd actually buy a replica FA Cup. Did you know we won the FA Cup last year, Melina? 
I've got to remind her because she tends to forget. She is very forgetful. But um, he is he is um, getting his blue pills out. Is Brad? He's getting ready to go. Um, and we are now, I think, ready for um, Brad's tactical analysis. Are we, Brad? Ready as I'm ever going to be, mate, with my phone. Here we go. Here we go. Then it's all over to you, sir. Cheers, Chris. Oh. Today's tactical analysis isn't really much I can say on the style of Leicester's shape because it was what I've been asking for. We kept that nice curved back, back line for, so if we needed to recycle, we could have. Um, but I want to point out the maybe the contributing factors to why Leicester are conceding so many goals and getting caught out so much. Um, in terms of conceding goals and being exposed at the back, by a new method and here's here's what I mean because this is what I would this is what I saw for a chance that the Wolves really should have taken in one of their very few chances in the game and this here is just Kagwa Soyuncu and Daniel Amati and what I did notice is here it's just waiting about here on this side of it was a Wolves player just waiting just waiting and what happened is if one of these would push a bit too far forward keeping in line and then Wolves play the ball dead through to that open area they hit you know it's something that teams work on in splitting defences hit this area and that's exactly what Wolves were able to do they hit this area and this isn't the first time if you go back and watch a couple of chances from from the last few games you'll notice that they're playing the ball in for someone to get in the back line and we're lucky, really, that Wolves didn't capitalise on it because they only did it once, and once was nearly enough. And I noticed my pace kind of low on the ink, using it a lot. But that was one area of concern, and we do it a lot. And it is kind of concerning that we still, even though we keep a better shape, we're still allowing that open gap and still pushing too far forward as an, in, as an individual centre-back. Um, it's one that I prefer us to do if we've got a line of three. But because we've got a line of two, we do play with a wide gap between our two centre-backs. It's probably like that on average, to be fair, across the pitch. When one pushes up, like it's normally so aren't you, and Amartya's the one back, Amartya, to his credit, is a great tracker of the run, but he's not the quickest. And when you expose yourself like that and you don't keep an eye on a player just drifting out to the left of you, then you're going to get open like that a few times. And in fact, we've actually conceded a few goals that way. Now, again, if you all want to donate to the Leicester and I membership charity page, not only will you get some free stuff, but you might be able to help me fund myself a cloth so I can clear this board off. But another thing that I, um, I, don't, I don't like to see as well is this. And this would indicate here that when we're getting, when Wolves are on the attack, predominantly down the middle, in a three man press, and I know they look horrible, but I never learned to draw arrows. I do do them, disgusting arrows, they look very perverted. I'll try and draw them more professional for you. Um, what Wolves also did is they exploited it like other clubs and they left players, especially on this right-hand side of attack. They left someone there just to push in, just to operate down this wing. And the most frustrating thing you see, you might be thinking, well, that was that's Soyuncu, that's Amati. No, <laughs> the thing is, that was Soyuncu, this was Soyuncu, and this was our left-back. This was the position of... Luke Thomas, and it baffles me why our left back, and it was preferably on the left, because on the right side, Pereira was was a lot more closer to his byline and, 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 and keeping them out wide. 
is a left back's job on the defensive structure isn't to do two jobs. It's it's a weird instruction he seems to be given, and he seems to not know when to push and when to stick to the byline and force it press out wide. Because what I did notice is every time this happened and the ball was spread out wide and Luke Thomas was found way too far in deep in the middle of the pitch, is the player on the right would not only get in, but Luke Thomas would make the basic error of then instead of going towards the player and cutting out his angle as he'd drive in or byline, what he'd actually do is he'd do what any novice defender would do in that situation and it really baffles me is he'd get confused between the runner trying to then press in the gap here which is Sayuncu's job or Amati's job which he shouldn't need to be worrying about but he'd go dead straight he always seems to have this ineptability to read the game when he's forced inside and he's not comfortably hugging the touchline which is where he's at his best he goes dead straight and then all that happens, and I'm sorry if this is all confusing you with the lines, but all that happens here is the guy, the, the, the player that attacks down down this right-hand side, goes down the right, cuts into the byline, waits for Luke Thomas to commit, and then doubles back on himself, and he's in on, he's in on the six-yard box to either hit it across goal or then drill it across the six-yard box, hoping one of his teammates picks it up. So... The, the problem is, is Leicester aren't getting their defensive basic shape right when they get caught out of possession. Now, obviously, that obviously stems from what I've just said. Leicester not keeping the ball in, in a counter-attacking matter in shape. And they give the ball away at pivotal moments. And it's normally where my board goes flying to get on the tactics. Chris is laughing there. Everybody's laughing. That's going in blue for real. Just know it. I throw the team talk out the window. And it's this one for me. <laughs> it's this moment. Uh, it's less to get the ball. And exactly. Less to get the ball. And the one thing they cannot seem to handle is whether it's indeed Dewsbury Hall or Madison picks it up or even your elements is these players are so afraid that we're playing ping pong ball in the box because I'll get on to that in a second the ping pong ball means that the means that the Barnes and Madisons and Dewsbury Halls and Maguire and Maguire's and the um, Mark Albrightons that normally we would see propelling forward and a ball would be played in that direction from the run on to or vice versa on this side what we're seeing is because when a dangerous ball gets into our box, Leicester are Leicester are pinballing it and it's going this way, then back, and then this way and back. By the time it actually gets out to our release point, which is indeed in the most normally, he's playing a ball there or there, and our attacking players are already five yards behind the ball. You know, if you're playing the ball there, he's expecting them players to be there. But because they're so focused and so weary of a ball deflecting to them and they're not being in the right area to help clear it for Leicester, that Leicester are already five yards behind their own counter-attack. And when we lose it in that position, it's like our defenders are so concerned about a bad clearance leading to Wolves having a chance or our op- opponents having a chance, that our, le- our left-back especially gets his positioning and that is where it's been costing us because whilst our defensive shape in terms of building out from the back has got better again I have lost the counter because I'm absolutely thrown to the ground today when our 
press is normal and we've got the ball and we're in control, it works fine. You know, we've got the emergency recycle. We've got the press from our wing backs. Ricardo was brilliant today, I thought, on that side. He did his job well. He stuck to the lines when he needed to and only came in when he should. But my glaring pass is we get too excited and caught out with the ball over the top and Luke Thomas needs to work on his positioning because we really do get caught out on that side way too much for my liking. One thing I will say is we don't see that from JJ. Maybe that's where he needs to learn his game from because JJ does not get caught out with that ball down the line. He follows his man. So maybe that's where Brendan needs to work. Indeed, as always. And you know what, mate? Just for, com- just for comical value and that... It's about a tactical analysis. <laughs> well, I did actually say, and I don't think you were looking at the screen at the time, but I did actually say that um, Sky don't have these technical problems. I know, I know, but at least I'm made for the professional and just keep going with it. <laughs> you know, Jamie Carrick would say it was all, uh, you know, Roy King would say it was their job, and Jamie Carrick would play Gary Neville, so, you know. <laughs> I... Um... <laughs> Melina will take Yuri Tillemans off you. Hey, finishing the top four, Melina, and you've got a good chance of getting him. Anyway, no, I've got to say, I'm just hearing, I'm just hearing on the thing, we, we, and we're going to go to our correspondent now, um, who, who's live. Yeah, he's coming live. Let me just see if we can get him in. Uh, coming live from Guantanamo Bay. Um, <laughs> good evening. How are you? It's the man that knows his fan is. <laughs> it is. Yes, I do. <laughs> Hello. Hope you're well. I know you're not gonna be well, but we're not. Yeah, we're not. We're not sort of you know over, overflowing with um, happiness and goodwill. But I don't. I mean, sometimes you just got to look at it and go, "We didn't get what we deserved." And I don't think we, we, that was one of the today's. You know, when you say like oh, we have a bad day at the office, then that was one of them. Uh, just like Brad had a bad day at the office with his pin board. Um, you got to just you got to sometimes just accept these things. Um, as a neutral, did you think it was a fair result? No, I really don't. Um, I made, like I said, I made several notes. Um, first fifteen minutes, I thought Leicester were creating a lot of chances. Uh, where Wolves are very, very direct in terms of, you know, they're looking for one man and one man only at certain times in Jimenez. Um, Leicester have more of a sort of wider approach where they can go to Luckman, you can go to Albrighton, can drop it into the midfield with Tillemans and uh, Drewsbury Hall, which I thought, again, had another brilliant game. I think Daka, unfortunately, just wasn't his game today. He was, he was quite poor, to be honest. I'm not going to yeah. you know, say he wasn't because I'm on your channel. I want to you know, give it honest. He, he was poor. But um, maybe what you and you and Brad have said, that you're trying to turn him into Vardy, maybe that might be you know, sort of the, the reason behind that. Trying to turn Dakar into Jamie Vardy, like in the Vardy. way Vardy. Jamie Vardy. Jamie Vardy. Yeah. Does one mean Vardy? <laughs> Vardy. I love that. I'm sorry, I'm not. I'm not taking the wee here. I just absolutely love the Welsh accent and the fact. You say the same thing for when I say about the the throwing sport. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not not saying it because you're just gonna. It's like what I like about the Welsh is why use one A when five or six will do. I love it, but I do apologise. I, no, I put it in there. Do do that was apologising for the insult. That was meant. Yeah. Apologise. Apologise for it. cutting in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, please, uh, please carry on. Yeah, so Dakar, like I said, tried to turn into that historic Leicester number nine. Um, 
I thought Shemichael... Oh, God's sake. Uh, I thought Shemichael uh, could have done better for their second goal. Um, but then again, to be fair, I thought you should have closed it, uh, closed Podence down. It was so obvious that it was going to come. Yes, it was, yeah. you know, lucky that... Not lucky that it went in, but, you know, just lucky the way that it was a pop shot and it went in. I think it was not so much a pop shot in terms of, I'll just hit this and just hope it goes in, but pop shot in terms of the, the sort of direction of the ball. He probably thought that someone was going to get a foot on it on the way in. I tell you what I did notice on that. I don't know if you did as well, Brad. Soyuncu was started to turn away from shots. Yes. Now, you know, he, he made himself thin because obviously he held his hands behind his back. And I understand that because, you know, knowing knowing our luck, it would hit his hand and, you know, we'd be, we'd, they'd get a penalty. I know we don't get penalties and goals are given when it goes in off the hand, but because it's Leicester, not that I'm bitter. You don't know really anything I'm bitter. Um, but he, he turns at the ball. I mean, he's a bloody six foot nil. You know, he, he, he's, he's got the huge one, as, as we know, as the song goes. I mean, just stand there and take it in the stomach if you've got to. But I've noticed he does that quite a bit at the moment. Yeah, this, this, the thing is, it seems to be a, a, a trend that they're teaching centre-backs at the moment because, and I'm just going to try and cheer myself up with this memory, but I remember Yuri Tillemans' winning goal in the FA Cup. I and, remember you. Yeah, and, you know, Thiago Silva, what, 36? You know, the guy who's yeah. probably gone in two-foot yeah. win, win a meaty challenge. Yeah. You know, what did he do? He, he did exactly the same took his yeah. arms and turned away from the ball. It's something he's probably never done in his career to these last couple of seasons, maybe, or maybe only in the Premier League. I don't I don't know. He, he never came across as a character that was shy away from it. And it does give that opinion. That you, you, you know, you was taught, weren't you, at school, you know, get your head on it, get in front of it, get a block on it. And I don't know why they're getting taught these things or why they're being told to incorporate it into the game. But I wish they'd really well stop it because, you know, Sonja is not obviously the only one. They do it in every team. And it's so annoying to see. Yeah. Because you're yeah. thinking, you're thinking if he, you know, if he takes that to the chest, right? That all right? If he if he if, if he takes that full whack to the chest and he and and then, and then a Wolves guy follows it in the top corner from then and you go, oh, all right, fair dues. If he's hitting a, I, I want to say a calculated chance. He's hitting he's hitting a chance where the odds are more in his favour that if he knows he hits it towards a goal, he's got a better chance of deflecting than it. Maybe wrong foot in Casper, or it's going to at least work Casper, which obviously it didn't just work Casper, it beat him. But you're thinking if he does that, there's also a chance that the ball hits his chest and drops dead in front of him, and then he just hoofs it 30 yards up pitch. I don't, I, I can't get why it's been something we talk now when don't fix what's broken, and it was never broken. You'd never, you'd never get Maguire doing that, would you, uh, Mike? No, but he's afraid he takes him three games to turn around. Maguire was actually good today, to be honest. But... He actually scored for you. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, but he's only because yeah, say... he's been jumping for that corner for three games. <laughs> three? <laughs> That's an understatement. More like 103. But yeah. If, if anybody's got nothing to do later, do do get over to... What's your channel again, Mike? Uh, United TV. United TV. Um, I think it is actually it's short for Leeds United TV. That, But get over to United TV... Uh, well, it could be Scunthorpe United. I mean, you know, you are not the only United out there. But anyway, no, all joking about, get over to United TV, get up to the point where Manchester United score their their fourth goal and just see if you think that that could be our entrance for next or for this year's Eurovision Song Contest. Because Mike's singing... Well, I always thought, I always got to be honest with you, that the Welsh were known for the singing. 
Um, but yeah, you know, <laughs> you're obviously not in the prison choir, there, are you, Mike? <laughs> but, no, I mean, uh, yeah. Uh, did you think? I mean, you know, the 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 the, 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 the papers seem to like sort of as soon as something slightly goes wrong. You know this. Man United, you, you know, you've had as bad a season as us with everything that's going wrong and papers picking on you, and they do seem to like it, kicking you when you're down. But you, did you, I mean, today I said to, to Brad earlier, you could, I think the players were really going for it for Brendan today. Yeah, there's no fight, there's no lack of fight in that team, is there? Uh, today was excellent and excellent showing up for that. Like I said, you, you've got the result that you didn't deserve today. You should have beat Wolves in terms of, they had very little output, but I tell you what, some of the players that they have at their disposal on their day were excellent. Like I thought Juan Hichan when he came on was very good. Uh, Podence was very good as well. But you, you know, worked as a team today. I think Yuri. I don't get that comment that I saw earlier. I think it was from Andrew saying that Yuri was was poor today. I thought he was close to your man of the match. He was absolutely excellent. Yeah. He was closing everything down. He he had that one pop shot that I think either went wide or over the bar, um, and he and you know. When he missed that, he was like, oh, my God, you know, I want to go again. I want another shot to try and put that right. It doesn't seem like, oh, I've missed that. Oh, don't worry, I'm off in the summer anyway. It, it yeah. seems like every mistake he wants to just rectify a loose ball, or you'll chase, chase it back. And uh, Luckman as well was absolutely superb today. Every single Luckman ball, every yeah. ball that he lost, he was back and he was tracking back. He was like a wing back, wing back today. Brad, Luckman, I said this right at the start, didn't I, that... Luckman was out on his nat well I say his natural left. It's the position he's always he playing darts there. Uh, <laughs> or are you just trying to throw some I'm just waiting for it to appear now on Mike's side. <laughs> you went like that. Just saying a bit. I see if the more if the, the dimensions were opening up so I could hit him on the head with something just Luckman <laughs> no, no. was was on his well he's he played more on his left, so I think it probably is his preferred side. Um he never gets a chance for that because, of course, Harvey Barnes. And he had a brilliant game there. Yeah, he did. And, uh, you know, I said it to him in a message, you know, it, he plays on the left, he plays on his right. That Adamona Luckman is fucking dynamite. I, I'm a big advocate and a fan for Luckman. I've been impressed with most of his performances. And even when he's had a bad game, you know, it's been a collective bad game by the team. So it's, it's not really one where you can just lay the blame at him. So, so I've never really had too much in a negative way to say about him. I think he's good. Um, I don't. If, if if there is a Leicester fan out there that still isn't convinced that we shouldn't try and make it permanent, then mm. I, I, I I don't know what else you want him to do. Uh, I mean, that's his sixth goal in twenty six games for us for a loanee signing. You know, doesn't always start. In fairness to him, yeah. It doesn't always start. I mean, that that's I think that's his 12th start in 17 games for us this season in leagues, 26 in all competitions. Uh, he's getting assists or he's a major contributor behind a goal or he's scoring them. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, we haven't had that from a winger since, well, obviously Barnes, but in terms of a certain replacement, we haven't had it since that one, mm-hmm. which is Mara. So what, yeah. what, what more do Leicester fans want? If you... I don't care if people still want to argue the price or think he's not worth the 15 million or whatever. Even then, I'd still look at you with my eyebrows raised. But if there's only less fans still there not thinking we shouldn't be going to Lobby going, let's talk about bringing this guy in because mm. it just does the work rate for you. He's, he's putting it, the effort in. 
do you think? And, and my, my mind's gone blank, Brad. Who was the um, one we had last season on that position? Turkish player, Cengiz Under. Under, that's it. That's it. I mean, Mike. I don't know if you saw much of Under uh, last uh, last season, but it, it's it's always going to be difficult to fill a gap. Like when you you know when, when we've had somebody like Mares in there, hmm. and do uh, you think do you think Lockman is the one? We've, do you think we finally? I mean, he's not saying he's a Mares, but is he the one that you know would you know uh, if we were Leicester manager, would you be going out to try and buy him in fifteen million? That's what we pay for Vestergaard. Well, just to touch on under first of all, as the first part of the question, I did watch a bit of him last season, but I watched more of him in the Euros, and he was probably the the shining light of. Um, the shining light of a bad Turkey team in the Euros, to be fair. They they were awful, Turkey. And and under, and I think it was their centre-back that plays for Juventus, played very very well for them as well. But look, man, I think he's worth, you know, I really think he's worth more than the 15, probably about triple it at the moment. You know, he's got bags of potential. Um, not just can he play off the left and right, and he's dynamite, Brad, but he can play for the middle at a very uh, good, um, you know, accountability as well. He can drive the ball forward. Um, in terms of replacement for Mares, is is always going to be hard. He was excellent for you, Mares. Mares, <laughs> to be a replacement for that Algerian winger, um, it's, it's always going to be hard because he was very, very good for you. But the longer, longer term, I think he will definitely be a massive part of. I, I don't think it's a rebuild. I agree with Brad, but whatever you know, the you know the forward is. For Leicester, I mean, maybe, maybe he just Brad came out and said that as a as a threat, if you like, you know, like pull your socks up, guys, you know. Otherwise, I will be doing a rebuild. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, mean don't know. Yeah. no, go on, Mike, go on. Well, I was, I was just about to say, I don't know if that would be um, sort of able to do that because the lack of um investment that you may get with obviously you know the hit that your owners have taken you know with this all it might be hard to say right four or five out two you know five or six in to rebuild it might be a slow process of there there is a couple of players that are not good enough obviously Vestergaard Perez as well um you know if you can get two out in the summer and bring three in you're starting that process already but you I see, don't I want to jump to Vestergaard's defense now um because I actually praised. I'm sorry. <laughs> I praised his his performance the other night, but as a defender or as any player, if you come into a team that has got, like I've always said, nine injuries to defensive players we've had this season. Nine. Jurgen Klopp threw his spat his dummy out when when they had one. Um, so he hasn't really, you know have the chance to show his best so hopefully you know he will come good uh but look at the substitutions Brad. he made he made two substitutions um i thought i thought he made more but he says here on the bit he made two substitutions madison for indeedy inacho for daca wolves seem to make four or five i know we're quick enough to criticize some of his bad uh substitutions but do you think he, he could have done more to try and get that last goal? No, at the end of the day, um, we weren't getting as much effectiveness out of playing Dakar as we we were liking, and, and and obviously as much as he was wanting to. Um, again, I, I still think you have to hold that down to the fact that maybe we need to stop trying to replicate Jamie Vardy in him and let him be his own player. I mean, 
it's great to have the quality of scene in him as what Vardy is in that said, but he's he need to maybe work on that a bit. So mm. he put that in the one, it was a good choice. In the is a different type of striker. Yeah. I think he gives us that ability. He gives us an extra sort of man in 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 the build up stage of it, as well as getting into the box. Um, and yeah, I mean, look, you know, having Ndidi as an outlet is exactly what Leicester's been accustomed to over the years. Having Ndidi and Kante there over the years, uh, Samore there when he's played there, uh, or even Chowdhury. But you know, in a game where we're thinking we're two one down, we can't go defensive. We have to go forward. He put Madison on. Um, yeah. And in fairness, looking at that bench, there wasn't actually anything else. Um, well, we haven't. Well, there's no other real what you would call attacking stroke forward player, um, apart from obviously Mr. P. And um, whether you could call him an attacking or forward player, of course, is a matter of conjecture. So probably he did what he could do. Um, I wonder what to bring this up now. Say every week we have. Um, uh, I forgot his name now. He's going to kill me. Alan Bennett. <laughs> Alan Bennett. Thank you. I'm so sorry, Alan. It's my age. I'm getting old. I struggle. It's all I can do to remember Brad. Um, <laughs> if he gets to the end of every game, he does the pick Dixon, our man of the match for Leicester till I die, and gives the team and manager ratings because. To be honest with you, you know, he's there. He sees it live. We don't always see it on the telly in the same way. We don't see what's going on off the ball. And although this guy, he probably actually put more fight into the match than um, than Amir Khan did into the boxing match last night. Luckman, that was an awful fight, that one. <laughs> Luckman really really went for it at one point, but he, he has been named man of the match, um, Adimola Luckman. Six for the manager, six for the team. Do you think that's fair, Brad? I think the problem is, is when you rate a team's performance, you kind of get it into your head, certain scores for certain results. So if you lose a game, you think, well, I can't go above a six because they don't deserve it. It's not really, don't make sense. But I actually think they deserve to be up a number each. I think it was a game that, you know, not to sound like a Jose Mourinho, it was a game we totally dominated and the better team lost in the end, yeah. in my opinion. Uh, but the more clinical team won. It's probably the reverse of that. So, you know, I still think they deserve sevens. They never stopped trying. Right, I mean that ninety four that that four minute stoppage on was absolute bedlam in terms of Leicester piling it on. I mean, if only we if only we we was effective from corners as we've been bad from defending corners this season. We might have scored three in them in that ninety four minutes in the yes. amount of corners we had. All, all been, we needed was a Liverpool goalkeeper, wasn't it? Yeah, we just needed an Allison instead of a Danishman, and you yes. know, in, 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 <laughs> no, but. Uh, Lo and behold, it wasn't to be, but I can't yeah. just screw the man of the match. Um, he was brilliant. He got the goal. Um, looked sharp throughout. And like, you know, mm. like like Mike said, it's not just the left and the right, it is the middle. But unfortunately, Mike, trying to say he's left and he's right and getting that to rhyme with dynamite without including the middle is a bit of a long-winded song to sing, mate. <laughs> well, it, it is, actually, to me. Mike, honest. what do you think of the, of the neutral? What do you think of the three things there? The manager, the team ratings and the man of the match? Man of the match, spot on, yeah. But I know by seeing the comments through uh, some of your streams in recent past that if a lot of your subscribers are going to hate me here. But I think the manager deserves higher than the team. And the reason being is he didn't actually do anything wrong. Like you said, yeah. looking at the bench, that what else could he have brought on? It was just basically one of those games where you're not clinical enough and you, and you lose. I think Brad mentioned earlier about Man United-Fulham last season. Yeah, they had 
two shots, one on target, scored it. I think we had like 27 on target, 1-1 one, one draw. And it's just the, the better team did lose. And yeah. there's nothing Brendan Rodgers could have done. I, I, I put as one of my um one of my points that I was uh, writing down, Rogers eight question mark. And then as soon as I wrote it, I was like, no, it's not. No, there's nothing he could have done there. And mm. and Wolves didn't deserve the win, but they were clinical and that's what you need to do. We do get rid of managers much in my opinion, we get rid of managers much too soon. Yeah, what we'll do it a bit bit quicker yeah, than ever's. You know, at <laughs> a, 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 a non-footballing job out there and whether it's retail or wherever. If you're having a bad time, you are given a chance to turn it round. You know, you, it's very unless you're in your, you know, in your first six months or whatever, uh, your probation period. They come to you, they tell you what you're doing wrong, they they give you a chance to turn it round before they get rid of you. I mean, maybe may we need to to try that in in football. Not just that, not just that. To to back up that point with a player, it's difficult. It's different because you can put your arm around a player as a manager and and sort of like explain to him because some. Players need different treatments. Some players much would would much rather you just tell them as it is. You were crap, yeah. basically. And some of us would need, you know, the arm around the shoulder, and you know, you know that wasn't good enough. But if you do this, that, and that, you can become better. No one really can do that for a manager. You won't see the the owners putting the arm around the the shoulder of a manager. So that's why I think managers always uh, get the full end of it, really. I think as well, I mean, in fairness, they are paid very handsomely uh, to take, make the decisions and, and take, you know, the book does stop with them. I think yeah. we probably are the closest to having a chairman that would be able to have a chat and sit down and put his arm around Brendan. The league table, Brad. Ooh, um, <laughs> are we going to get sucked in? And I'm going to question here. I think, I think Brad, um, Dan asked it right at the start about, let's just see if I've still can find that it was a while ago um he said here um are you worried about now being dropped into the bottom half relegation rat race no not at all crystal palace brentford leeds everton newcastle watford burnley norwich all worse than us all worse than us Right now, all worse than us over the majority of the season and will continue to be worse than us more than enough. I'm not too worried. I'm frustrated and just want the run to kind of come to an end and we get a first win and then I, th I do still believe it will turn. And I had Burnley might be the perfect Tom at the knee. They might, they might get a bit too excited against us, really fancy the chances because they went to Brighton and got their result. Hopefully that will catch them out and We'll start putting things right. Um, but I just, there's too many teams in there that would need to have somehow gone amazing form to even remotely get us in relegation trouble. I just, it's not, it just, don't, I know I'm one that normally says, oh, don't say you're too good to go down. But I think there's, they, they've all got to play each other. They're not going to, between the eight or nine teams that separate us, they're not going to pick up enough points to drag us into a relegation fine. I yeah. would say, I would honestly say, and I don't mind sound ridiculous being only maybe just enough Crystal Palace, but I would say Villa upwards, you, you're fine for the, the, this year. Um, just 
kind of do what's been doing the rest of the season is kind of scrape along, you know, yeah. get a few wins yeah. here and there, and and, and yeah. you're not going to I mean, have a brilliant season, but you're not going to go. Do- you're, they're not going to go down. Wolves well, have actually got uh, the next two games for Wolves are Arsenal and West Ham United, who are directly above them at the moment, so they haven't got uh, the easiest of runnings, and. Um, I think, yeah, both of them are away from home as well. But, right, looking at this, I mean, we're going to take sort of the top the top four out of it because um, Please you know, do Manchester that. United may, you know, they're sat there <laughs> at the moment. There's no reason, let's face it, if they put a run together, there's no reason why they shouldn't end up there. But Arsenal, um, they've, well, they've won three in five. Wolves have won four in five. Once you get past that, Tottenham have only won two in five. Brighton have only won one in five. Southampton have only won two. All right, we haven't won any in five. But mm. just to back up what Brad was saying there, Villa have only won one in five. Palace haven't won any in five. Brentford have only haven't won any in the last five. Leeds have only won one. As has Everton, have only won one. Newcastle, the form team down there, winning three. Uh, Watford have only won one. Norwich have won two, and of course. If you're still watching, Dan, Burnley have won two all season. We're <laughs> so, <laughs> about the last five. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're about the last. We go about. We can really go back to find your 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 other winning game. So you've won two all season. So yeah, like Brad said, there, I think there's there's, there's worse teams than us that um, are going are to go down. Would you not say? Oh yeah, there's no fear of going down. But in terms of, um, you know teams not winning games. I've noticed a lot this season that, you know, teams uh, playing nice football but losing. Like Southampton, I've seen them a couple of times this season. Mm. I've seen even Leeds, you know, Leeds played all right today. Um, you know, I've yeah. seen Watford play a good... I've seen Watford beat us 4-1 at Vicarage Road. I've seen Watford host Villa on the... Watford have done the Villa, uh, the double over Villa this season, but I've seen mm. them go to... Um, you know, diff- difficult places and make it difficult. Yes, they've probably got beat, which is why you know half these half of these teams have got no wins in five. But yeah. the league is weird now. There's apart from the odd it's, few, it's been weird all season though, hasn't it? Yeah, apart from the odd yeah. few, teams are playing well and losing. Prime example was your game today. The better team yeah. lost, and we're yeah. seeing that too much this season. But no, to answer your question, texting the post to you. <laughs> <laughs> but but you're not you're not going to go down. No, no way. And I just think, you know, yeah, we, Darko's, we... Comment, Darko's comment was quite correct. If we can't get 10 points from 15 games, then we do deserve to get relegated. Yes. I just don't see that not happening. As you've, got, Burn, you've got Burnley and Leeds next, and, and you were just mentioning about potentially finishing that lower part, and one of them is 15th, and the other is either 19th or 20th. So, you know, it's <laughs> if you can't yeah. beat them, then, then yes. Brad and Dorker or whatever is right. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I get, I get um, what everybody's saying, and I just think Brad said it right at the start, and I've got to say I agree with him. Looking at this season now, all our eggs are going to go into the conference basket, and see right. if we can get something out of that. Um, I know the likes of Man United and Arsenal and Liverpool look down the nose at the conference, but at the end of the day, it's Europe. Not um, Tottenham. <laughs> they, they would <laughs> to still be in it. Well, they, they if they take part, they'll just do something to get themselves thrown out, won't they? Um, and and mm-hmm. I think we have to look now at consolidating it. But I don't think there's an outsider, Mike. I don't think there's that much. I mean, everybody's saying that oh, what a disastrous year it's been. But as Clint Morrison said, 
judge Brendan Rodgers, but also I think you should judge Leicester when we are back to full strength. You know, and I think the fact is that nobody's appreciated that we have had. I say I'm only I'm not even looking at midfielders or strikers, but just looking at nine defenders injured at some point this season. And the reason that it's not picked up on is because Brendan doesn't go on about it. Yeah, you know, very he, true. He just, mm. He's not using that as an excuse, but it is obviously going to affect your form. He seems like a sensible guy, Brendan Rodgers, as well. I've noticed in, in certain press conferences when you have been either poor or, or, or below average in some performances, he seems to you know keep his car, keep his cards close to his chest, I've noticed. And only recently, I think it was the Forest great Forest game that he mentioned, um, that sort of, you know, not dug the players out, but sort of had as a sort of word to say about them. And I think he seems yeah. like the sort of manager that doesn't want to blame his players and like Brad said earlier in the show he's he's kept a lot of issues in the club and, and sort of sorted them out with the um suspensions of Madison I think it was um just suspended him for or you know left him out of the uh, team for a few games brought him back in Leicester fans probably know this more than than neutral what was going on but Brendan never actually came out in a press mm. conference and said no mm. this person did this hence why he's having this suspension yeah, just quickly towards the end now, because uh, I see we're keeping you awake here, Brad. Um, question, question for Chris and Brad. I'll let you go first, Brad. Do you feel you kept the momentum from the Randers game, or was it a complete change of tactic against Wolves? No, I think we approached it the same way. We was more on the front foot. And again, I stand by it. I'd like anyone to try and say that we didn't completely control that 90 minutes. I do not remember a spell of pressure where, I mean, all right, I can probably think of that small three minutes where Wolves had about three corners. And mm. I, my, you watched the game obviously by the sounds of things. Yeah. So, did I'm I, am I just being a bit a bit like my cousin Bamba and and being a bit blue tinted or or um? Forget me started on that. Did, did 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 Wolves did Wolves have a spell of pressure? Because that's normally where you can pinpoint a side. Uh, saying, oh, well, yeah, I know they're at home and eventually they had that 20-minute spell. I just don't feel or sense that Wolves ever had that 20-minute spell, which you come accustomed to when a team normally nicks a win like that. I think that was impressive uh, improvement and I think the lads need to take encouragement from it themselves. Yeah. Um, I thought the only bits of pressure were, coincidentally, their only moments of clinicality was their two goals. Um, oh. I thought, you know, that bit of play on the left-hand side for their third... Uh, either left or from the right-hand side for the first one. The second one, like I said, you you got to... First of all, you've got to Matt Podence on the edge of the box. He's he's so good on his right foot and he cut, cuts right across it. Um, and, and not just that, the Sonucu making himself, you know, slim and, and tucking his arms behind his body. You've got to just take that on and uh, am. am. <laughs> and, take, and take that, you know, sort of full on and, and, and approach sort of come out and approach the ball as it's coming towards you. And, you know, he made that mistake. And But apart from that, like you said, they didn't offer anything. No. We're going to be straight back after this. Watch us on YouTube. Listen on your favourite podcast platform. Or ask your smart speaker to play the podcast Lester Till I Die. Subscribe, like, follow and join in now. Yeah, if you're on YouTube, please smash those lights and give us a subscribe. We're growing slowly. Um, 
a bit like Mike, really. <laughs> no way. Four foot, four foot, I don't think he gets enough sun in that prison cell. That's what it is, you know. Um, Wales in general. <laughs> well, this is very true. I'm surprised you're not rusty, mate. And like I said, I don't know prefer the rain or the wind that we've got down there because it's been windy, whole bloody day. Brad, leave you with, ask you this last question. Randers on Thursday, it's five o'clock kickoff. We'll be chatting, obviously, after that for the post match. Um, if we play like we did even today with losing, we've got nothing to worry about, have we, against Randers? No, no we, if we play like we did against that, it was the, I mean, the quality uh, that Randers hold and the way they're going to have to play that game, they can't even do what they tried to do at the King Power, which was try and keep us at bay. They've got to come at us because there's no away goal, so they won't get anything. If Even if they won 3 0, it'll just go extra time. Can't see it. I can't see them scoring. I think it'll be yeah. comfortable. Um, I think we will see clearly that Rogers may concede that this season's going to have to be a case of do as well as we can, but we're not going to get any competition qualification places in terms of our league position. Um, I think Rogers will, you know, even though we've got a 3 0 aggregate lead, uh, I don't see someone like a Perez playing, I don't see like wholesale changes like we've seen no. before. That, that said, you know, we've got no match next weekend because it's the League Cup final and we were due to play Chelsea. So it, it, we're not talking about having to rest players here. He can put out no, his okay, strongest yeah. team. And I think he should. I know you know it's 4-1 and we're virtually through. We've seen how that can come back and bite you on the bum. Cough, Porto, bun cough. Um, yeah, he's, although he's, Porto was a complete dead rubber. That's yes, it was, but, but that said, if we if we you know if we treat it a bit like that, then we suddenly start getting nervous because they get one back, then they get two back, and it's this is Leicester this season. So no match. Make a statement, Brendan. Put out your strongest team that is available, and let's just maybe score another four or five because it isn't going to do the confidence any good. And the guys have all got a weekend off. Last question, yeah. Brad. Oh, sorry. Carry on. No, I was, I was just going to add to that. I said, yeah, and it's also the perfect thing, you know, going into that break um, that Leicester can sweep aside Randers, do the same sort of job they did in the, in, in the first leg. And if they win the second leg, three or four nil, and they get that like seven or eight, one aggregate win, they go yeah. into that game, they're all right, we're going to look against Wolves. We took our frustrations out of Randers. This time, we're not going to let it slip. We're going to take our chances against Burnley and correct it. Yeah. I'm going, to, I'm going to come to Mike after this because I want to see if he will buy this player from us. But, Brad, very last question this time. Perez going in the summer? Please. 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 <laughs> I know you're saying please, but do you think he will? Yeah, I do. Honestly, no, all, 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 all my vendetta against Perez aside, although it's clearly justified, they're the sort of players I'm looking at thinking they're the ones that Brendan's going to have to get rid of next season. Um you know, certain Peter Taylor had Junior Lewis as his love child. Well, it's time Brendan gives up his. Uh, in Perez, you know, there's a few other names that I, I won't talk about too much because they're not certain, but there is other names you could probably mention in that calibre. But for me, he has to go, and I think he will go. I just yeah. don't think it's doing anybody any benefits him not getting into a team. No, no. Brad, you can be found at Full Time Focus, I believe, on Twitter. Do go and give Brad a follow. Um, 
He likes yeah, to be stalked, okay. so do do give him a follow and get chasing him. Brad, thanks very much, mate. I'll, I will see you on Tuesday night for the prediction show. Yeah, and I probably predict I'm going to keep my bad run going. Well, <laughs> I hope you do. I'll, I'll predict you'll probably come back and beat uh, me again. Thanks very much, Brad. Take care, yeah, mate. Sorry? Yeah, yeah. See, see, it's the odd shoes, though, mate. It's a good job we didn't have a bet on who would get 100 points first because it looks like it's going to be you. <laughs> uh, well, I didn't like to mention that point, but yes, you're quite right. <laughs> mate, take care. Yeah, I'll speak to you well, on Tuesday night. Cheers. Cheers. Yeah, see you later. Bye-bye. Mike, very quickly, I guess, you know, you don't uh, want to buy Perez. No, no. Uh, as, as much as, uh, no, again, your subscribers are going to hate me. As much as I do think there's a player in there, no. Unfortunately, I don't, Chris. You gave us I one. I there's a player in there, but I just think he's too shy to come out. <laughs> well, you, you gave us the uh, the Jekyll and Hyde of Harry Maguire. I don't want the Jekyll and Hyde of Perez. I know, but it was a £50 million difference between what we paid and what we got, you know. But, yeah. hey, you know, look. look. He scored today, Maguire, so. <laughs> all, joking, <laughs> all joking aside, you know, I mean, Perez, he's had enough time. You know, an investor guard... We know he has state. He's, he's he's had his problems, but he's not coming to a to side with a settled back three, four, five, whatever it is. He doesn't know, you know, he has to be introduced to his defensive line at the start of every game because he he probably doesn't remember who, who they were because he'd not played with them before. But mm, um yeah. but talking about playing, um I, I, I had to unfortunately uh Mike took part in the big fat football quiz two last week. And we took it to a penalty shootout, and he actually won. The last two have been penalty shoots out. They've been really, really close. And, and not, um, not, not just did I get close to Adam Lutman's number. I got the exact number. Oh no, you were yeah. no, you, you, yeah. you were spot on with the with the number. But the actual whole match was close because yeah. the problem was oh, you were you God. were you were four one down coming into the uh, dirty names, and you knew. You knew your fannies and you knew your arse bandits, didn't you? So that's all I can say. You should have been defending it this Wednesday. I've had to apply W um, World, Bo World, World Boxing Council rules here. And as you are unable to defend your, uh, your title, I've had to take it away from you. And we've got Craig coming in to, uh, to take on... Um, I've forgotten who he's taking on now. Doug. Doug. Doug, yeah, uh, but you will be back. You will be back at a later date. You know, next time before you say yes, just check if Man United are playing. Although I can be honest with you, why you would want to watch Man United in the Champions League when you can do one of my quizzes? I mean, come on, what you might you might be able to hear my singing again, Chris. I would rather not. <laughs> so, so that that's I'm still picking glass up where you broke my where the sound of it broke my pint glass earlier. I've got a glass all over the floor. So much for the Welsh being able to sing. I tell you what, you 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 bash that Smith out uh, that that saying out the window straight away, mate. You know, yeah, it wasn't quite the best of a best of karaoke uh, exploits that. Best of karaoke, yeah. Just uh, I don't think Simon Cowell's going to be waiting by his phone. Mike, no. thanks for popping on and giving your um, neutral view. Where can people find you? Uh, well, if you want to, if you want to listen to yeah, uh, would, a, a load of songs. If you like Man United, no. <laughs> if you like darts and what have you, you can find Mike. He really does a good show. You, you give a shout out, Mike. Uh, so Mike Green on YouTube and also check out uh, United TV as well. That's where I'm going to do all Man United content on there rather than switching it up between the two to make it you know confusing. But yeah. 
make sure to subscribe. Make sure to subscribe to Chris as well. Can't barely get my bloody words out there. Thank you very much. Too many A's, that's the thing. Uh, no. Mike, for, for, thank you. Just, then that's just for at. <laughs> yeah, exactly. At. At. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I shouldn't, but uh, but it's funny. Uh, thanks very much, Mike. Get Mike. Well, I'll, add you, I'll add your details to the uh, information below um, oh, so people can, can, can find you. And, um, yeah, good luck to Man United on Wednesday. Now, there's, a, there's something I never thought I'd say. <laughs> you, you prefer England over Spain. That's the only reason. <laughs> well, that is it exactly. Yeah. Who, who is it you're playing? Uh, Atletico Madrid away. Oh yes, stuff them because they've knocked. They get fed up with doing drawing against them and them knocking us out. So go and go and. You I mean you didn't do us a favour with Villarreal? You didn't break any of their players' legs, which we wish you had done. So have a go at Atletico Madrid. Yeah, like, we will. I'm sure you. I'm sure you got your exercise hour coming up when they let you out your cell. Bet and walk around the yard, so I won't keep you any longer. Going in this bloody weather, <laughs> <laughs> and don't forget Mike's other Twitter at Guantanamo Bay 156 MG. So, thanks very much, mate. I'll see you later. Take Cheers. care. Thanks for getting me on. Cheers. Thanks for going on. Cheers. That is my Anthony. Thank you very much. Good stream, Chris Tillemans to Arsenal. Like I say, like I say, mate, whoever, whichever team he goes to. Whichever team he goes to, they're going to get a good player. We know that. We've said that before. He, he, he's, he's, um, he is an amazing player. Had we actually got... Have I gone off? I've gone I've gone blank here. I've gone blank. A black, oh, here we go. I had a black screen for a minute there. My computer is playing up. But no, when he wants Champions League football. So if Arsenal do finish in the top four, Anthony... You've as good a chance of getting him as anybody else has. Um, at this rate, we might actually see a bidding war, which will obviously only do us um, a favour. Um, Mike says here, cheers for getting me on. You're welcome, Mike. Thanks for coming on and um, giving your unbiased view. Um, he wants UCL Anthony, so that won't be Arsenal. Might not be Man United yet, mate. Don't count your chickens. We all know Wreck-It Ralph. He wins, he loses. You never know what he's going to do week in, week out. Um, but you are on a good run. So, again, Man United, you know, if you if you make it into the top four, um, you've got as good a chance as getting it. Um, you know, he's, he's not English, so he may well fancy playing abroad. You know, Barcelona, Real Madrid... They've still got the pull and you know this aim to be able to find money to buy players, even though they're gone bust. So hey, it, it, it'll go, it'll go. Good luck to him. And like I say, whoever's in the Premier League, uh, sorry, in the Champions League will have a good chance of getting him. Um it's kind of kind of funny today. I don't know how I feel. I think I feel a little bit like Brad said, I just feel a bit sort of, you know, we 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 did deserve to win. Like Mike said, I do think we were the better team. Their second goal was completely against the run of play. Um, <laughs> Anthony, yeah, I, I I wouldn't bother Anthony. I really wouldn't. But no, uh, joking apart, do do give him a follow. Um, I think it's just the fact that it's you knew it was coming. You know, we sat there and went like. You know what? One all. We are attacking. We it has been all season. We've not actually 
made our possession count. And that's been the big thing. When we've had our periods of um, possession, our periods of being on top, we haven't made it count. And then the opposition come along and they punish us. Um, we have had a defence um, problems, you know, but hopefully the man with the hammer's coming in the morning to mend it. No, um, we have had defensive problems. I mean, it's going to be interesting. We've got a show tomorrow at 7 o'clock, guys. If you free it tomorrow at 7, we're going to look at the game. I'm actually going to have a um, Wolves fan on from uh, Talking Wolves. It's Matt Cooper. So he'll be joining us tomorrow at 7. And we're also probably going to get on um, a, a, a Brendan Out Leicester fan. Uh, I think Brendan should not go. Like I said, I don't know how you can judge. And don't get me wrong, you know, I, I will call him, uh, you know, Brendan Bellend after the West Ham game when he made that substitution. He cost us the game. Uh, but, you know, it's it just... You, you, we do sack managers too quickly, you know, and you can look at Puel and say, well, he didn't get a chance or whatever, but it depends where we are at the moment. Like you say, we're not going to get relegated. Probably not going to get into into Europe. But you know, we we we've. I'm not saying we've punched above our weight for the last two seasons, but we've played really well. And obviously, as fans, when you play really well, you expect more. All I will say is, this time last year, Man United were supposed to be linked with Brendan Rodgers. Spurs were being linked with Brendan Rodgers. And all the Leicester fans were like, oh, no, no, you're not having Brendan. He's not going anywhere. Get your own managers, blah, blah, blah. And now, now, all they're saying is get Brendan out. Make your minds up. You can't. I know football fans are fickle, but we've, we've got to stick with him. And I think top will. I think uh, uh, Mike mentioned it earlier. You know, managers put their arm around players. Who does that for the manager? I think top, to be honest with you. I think he's got, uh, you know, his the way he is, the relationship he's got with Brendan. I just think it's a good fit for Brendan. I really, really do. And it is a journey. And I think the youngsters that are coming through, Tillemans goes, do we need to go out and buy somebody? I think not, because we've got Kieran Jewsby Hall there. And let's be honest with you, yeah, he's, he's not young. It was mentioned earlier, you know, he's 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 been around, he's he's done his you know year at Luton, and now at 24, he is outperforming some of the regular, you know, recognized stars at Leicester. So we might not need to go out and spend 30 million and, and get a replacement for um uh, or a like for light replacement for Tillemans. You've got when we've got players like that coming through, Barnes is young, uh, Luke Thomas is coming through, he had a good game today. And, of course, Pierre, who Ricardo, you know, we're shouting about how good he is. Well, he's just signed a contract extension. So we're not that sinking ship that rats are wanting to jump by any means. Join me next week, 7 o'clock. Like I say, on Monday, we have got the um, weekend opposition show. So we're going to be talking, like I said, to the, to the Wolves fan and looking back at the match through his eyes. Nine o'clock on Monday, we've got the weekend roundup when we'll be looking at all the weekend games. Um, hosting that with Dan, I am sure he's going to have something to say because they actually remembered how to put a ball in a net and, and, and actually win a game. Um, having said that, can't say much with Leicester at the moment, can I? Um, followed then Tuesday at nine o'clock, it's the prediction show. 
On Wednesday, we've got the Randers uh, preview show with Craig. And at nine o'clock, Craig standing in for Mike, who's had his title taken off him because he can't stand in because he arranged to do it, not knowing that his team was playing. I mean, you know, typical Man United fan, isn't it, really? Let's be honest. So <laughs> we're going to have uh, Craig versus Doug at nine o'clock on Wednesday. And obviously the match. Oh, yes. The big match, Randers, should do it. And then we'll be into the uh, into the knockout stages of the Conference League. And that is, a, I still want to win it. Guys, if you're watching it, thank you so much. Uh, like Dan said earlier, please smash the likes. Please subscribe if you haven't. It does mean an awful lot to me in building this state, uh, building this station. What am I saying? Building this channel for you. If you're listening uh, on catch up on um, podcast, thank you so much for listening. I will see you all tomorrow night at uh, seven o'clock. Uh, back here. Remember what I always say: take care of yourselves and don't do anything that I wouldn't enjoy. Good night. Leicester Till I Die podcasts on the Apple iTunes, Spotify, Google, Anchor, and all podcast platforms. The Leicester Till I Die shop is now open. For all your Leicester Till I Die merchandise, visit the Leicester Till I Die shop at our website. Thanks for watching Leicester Till I Die. This is Chris saying goodbye and see you next time. Podcast Network. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.